football. Join us right now on Facebook Live if you can, because at this time it's my pleasure to welcome to the programme Sol Riesa and Esther Rolling, who we've been talking quite a bit this year about the challenge, and it's over. Hello, ladies. Good morning to you. Hello. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. Hi. Yay. Good morning. Right. Uh, as I say, every time we speak... This was not just any old beach cleanup. Not that there's anything wrong with that. This was kayaking and swimming and orienteering and abseiling and all of the above, I think. And it involved lots of cliffs and big garbage like fridges and stuff like that. And I thought it was a really cool thing that we follow this through, find out who won, find out what they did with the findings, etc. So, Esther, why don't you start and uh, just tell us where you are right now? Uh, well, I'm actually just in the middle of my staircase training. I meant with the challenge, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> That's why you're a working mom. You have to sort of uh, multitask. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, well, so where, where, yeah. Are we, where are we with the cleanup now? I mean, it's basically done, and you're so, going to tell us who won. Last week, we had the award ceremony um, of the Adventure Cleanup Challenge 2020. Yep. And again, this year, it, the results were even more overwhelming than uh, last year. In total, in three days, the 150 plus people have been cleaning out over 1,700 bags of garbage out of the remote areas of Hong Kong. But besides that, they had found uh, about 15 fridges, um, 200 big pieces of styrofoam, boat parts, um, gas tanks they've removed uh, we're, we're looking at a picture right now of somebody it looks like a gas tank it's massive iron rusty and and behind the lady on the cliffs walking round, there's all sorts of old junk out there so well done everybody so it's one thing that it's that's of course super positive that's that these people have been cleaning out but the more important thing is actually the outreach that have been doing yeah. and so we would tell a little bit more about that okay so that's the that's the stuff we've been chatting about so it's not just about getting down to the cliff face the rock face it's about what you do with your findings and how you share the the knowledge with people what did you do so yes exactly and so um we've been really amazed by the creativity of the teams this year um the winning team, uh, which is called the uh, Bottle Bob Squad, um, it's a team of uh, teachers from um, ISF school. Yeah. And they've basically done um, stuff like um, engaging the whole school into the, um, the adventure cleanup, even if they couldn't go to the site per se. They took water samples for the students to analyze. Uh, they took samples of the trash. Um, they divided their area into transects so that uh, they could study further what kind of trash uh, is found on the site and therefore where it comes from and what can be improved to reduce the pollution. Um, we've had recycling stations uh, being set up across Hong Kong to teach people about proper waste disposal, uh, teams that have uh, sorted out the garbage and recycled as much as possible, yeah. um, the plastic that's possible to recycle. Um, and, you know, social media, of course, and visits to schools and talks at work. So in a way, um, it's been amazing to see not only how 
uh, the, the sites have changed, but also the communities around the teams. Mm, I like the way that you stress it's a team thing and you have to have, you know, like in all the good crime shows, there's the geeky guy behind the computer doing all the analysis. You have to have that, don't you? So how much of the stuff do you think that was recovered is recyclable? Because Esther told me last time uh, a lot of it is very damaged. Yes, yes, indeed. <clears throat> so only a very a very slow percentage is uh, recyclable. Um, we would say out of what we saw, probably 10% um, was recycled. Um, I think it could be taken a little bit further than that. Um, mm. And it's one of our goals for next year to involve uh, someone that can have a sort of professional look into the garbage uh, that we find and um, help us recycle as much as possible. But most of it is very contaminated. Yeah, got it. Uh, yeah, I mean... Especially because they are... Because there's remote areas and uh, most of the trash has been on the side, uh, side of the coast for several years and highly damaged by sunlight and uh, seawater exposure. Hmm. It's not that it just got there. So, yeah, that's the big... Uh, the big difference between the the beaches and the coastal areas what what does that say about the kind of things people chuck out that some things degrade and go poisonous very quickly what not not what's your opinion of these people but what does it say kind of statistically so in terms of the garbage that's um out there what's the percentage of biodegradable well, I think what it says is what does it say about the standard of the stuff when it's new to be perfectly honest that it goes so toxic so quickly yeah ah yes yeah 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 I see what you mean um well <clears throat> the thing is that <clears throat> sorry most of the plastic that we see there is single use right so single use plastic is not as durable um and therefore it it um it gets um yeah, contaminated and in a in a bad shape easily if it's exposed to the element. Okay. The other thing that we find is um, uh, things like engines or uh, metal parts uh, get rusty very easily, and then they start contaminating as well. Not just for the piece itself, but in the process of um, of, of getting rusty. Okay. Here we go. So. In your opinion, how much of this stuff shouldn't have found its way to some abandoned place anywhere? What does it say about the systems we have for recycling? Or what does it say about people being lazy? Or is it all of the above? Well, unfortunately, I think not, none of it should be on the coastline. Because sure. It's definitely not where it belongs. People should really take care of their own garbage and actually try to minimize their consumption and garbage as much as we can. Of course, over the last year, we've seen a massive amount of uh, growth in, for example, packaging. A lot of people have been ordering online, uh, get stuff delivered, and then don't care about what they actually do with all the wrapping. And mm. I don't know, I mean, so much can still be... Get, get a cat, Esther, because they love wrapping, don't they? Yeah, and if you see how things get delivered to you, like the smallest thing goes in the largest box. It's sure. like, why is this not being, why is this not possible to do this much more efficient? We will save on aircraft costs, we would save on packaging, we'd save on so many other things. Why don't we come up with better solutions? Is a lot of this stuff, ladies, things like smartphones and stuff packaging? Because I think that's what you might be talking about, not like sweets and food, necessarily. No. Actually, um, 
most of the packaging that we found is food related. Oh, okay. um, there's a lot of styrofoam lunch boxes. There's a lot of plastic wrappers. Um, so in terms of packaging, there's a lot. There's a lot of styrofoam also that comes from the fishing industry. Yes. And there's different layers, layers and dimensions to this. On one side, it's the individual dimension, what we can do um, to prevent that kind of trash from uh, from getting there. Uh, so take your reusable container when you buy mm. a takeaway. Um, and then there's other actions that are a bit more complex. And we were talking to a person uh, that has a lot of knowledge about this. And, and they were saying, you know, for the fishing industry, it has to be a global solution. It's not just a Hong Kong based solution sure. because it's they've the got sea standards. And it's connected. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so there's, there's various layers uh, to it, but definitely there's a lot that we can do individually to reduce most of what's found on the coastline. A massive job. I'm talking about the Adventure Cleanup Challenge 2020. It's all wrapped up. Let's talk about the winning team now. Can you say, I didn't quite catch the name, and once you've told me that, can you can you tell us what they actually did that impressed you so much? So the winning team is called uh, uh, Bottle Bob Squad, and it's a team from ISF School. Okay. And... Um, They've done so well on many different levels. So they hired an, uh, uh, a bus to actually get to the location, an yep. eco-friendly bus. Yep. From there on, they camped for three days on this location uh, to not add more uh, gasoline or whatever to, to their transport. They have been Tick. going vegetarian for the three days. Um, but during the challenge, they've been kayaking out, um, really being um, very cautious about what they use and what they consume. And of course, then it was uh, to them to also go into the impact. And as they are a school team, of course, it was great to involve their students into their, into their uh, educational parts. And that's what they've been doing really, really well. Fantastic. Well, well done. I mean, it's just, it sounds really lame to say it, but it's a shame you have to have a winner because everyone's a winner, but they really are in this because they're, they're, yeah. they're healing Hong Kong, aren't they? It was really hard this year to come up with uh, with uh, with the winning team because about all the teams have been working so, so hard. And in the end, it's a little, a little bit about what how well people present. So it's always sure. hard to sort of read through the lines. But uh, yeah. It's got to be done. All right, then. Well, amazing. It's got to be done. I've, yeah. caught, I've caught Esther. Sol's sitting at home. She's all nice and collected. And, and Esther's out doing some training. What are you doing? Running. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stay fit. I'm going to let you get back to it. Obviously, um, I haven't had time to put all the blue links and stuff up on Facebook yet, but I'll do that in a minute. And, and we do encourage you to check out the Adventure Cleanup Challenge because I bet you've already started thinking about the next one, haven't you, Sol? Oh, yes, definitely. And stay tuned because it's not <laughs> going to take long to start recruiting the teams for next year. And uh, we're already thinking about new things to do, um, how to engage teams um, much more from the uh, beginning of the planning and Great. empower Great. everyone to, to go out there. So, yeah. And for people listening just now, could you give us a nice, easy resource to look at online? Where would you suggest is the best place to go? 
Yeah, so our website, uh, uh, www.adventurecleanup.org. Yep. And from there, our social media, Facebook and Instagram, which is directly linked. Well, so, and Esther, thank you so much. It's a brilliant project, and you obviously have pulled it off fantastically. So thanks for your time this morning, and I'll let you both get back to A, lazing around, and B, going for a very stupid uphill run.